This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. Good morning, Pat and Stu filling in for Glenn, who is back tomorrow morning. Uh, he ate himself into a food coma over. That's <laughs> <laughs> why he's not here. Uh, he just... <laughs> it was self-induced, uh, you know. But I, but he'll be back uh, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, a couple of notable deaths while we were on vacation: Florence Henderson, mom from Brady Bunch, coming threes. Yeah, she died. Uh, really sad. And Fidel Castro, brutal dictator of Cuba, we lost him. Oh, no. We lost him. No. But we're okay with it. We start right there, right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So Jeff has already proven the threes theory. <laughs> Thank you. The three death theory has been proven once again Thank because it was uh, Florence Henderson, Fidel Castro, and Ron Glass. Ro- I mean, who? Barney Miller. Oh. Barney Miller. I mean, Fidel Castro and Ron Glass are always right there, neck and neck. <laughs> You're always thinking. <laughs> You're always They're so tied to the hip. Their entire right lives. There. I know. They ran They're parallel. Inextricably connected forever. The guy from mind. Barney Miller and the guy who ran Cuba. <laughs> Well, come on. Florence Henderson. Uh, there's a lot of people who have been celebrating since the announcement. What, on what, Saturday? It Was it Saturday? Friday night. Right? It was Friday. Friday was it night, Friday Saturday night? Morning, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, the party has been nonstop in, in Cuba. I mean, in, in Miami. Miami. Little, little Havana in Miami. So sad that they would disgrace his wonderful memory. I, I just I, I can't understand the reporters doing that stuff to to those Cubans who have, you know, if the, if these reporters had lived through what they lived through, I, I think it'd be a little different uh, feel. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. Obviously, these are people. Of course, who, it's not who justify crazy dictators around the world constantly. But this is one you don't need to. Right. You just don't need to. You don't need to do it with Fidel Castro. You can get away with with being critical of a guy who imprisoned an entire island for and, his whole life. Right. I mean, 11 million people are essentially on an island prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was interesting because I, I was watching a report yesterday or the day before about his death. And the, they had a series of reporters in uh, Havana. And they're talking to people on the street. And what do you expect you're going to get from people in the street? His brother is still the dictator there. <laughs> they say, yeah, I'm glad he's dead. So will they be. So. And the reporters will not be back to, to report on that. No, they, no, they will, will not. not. No. no, they will not. And nor do they even necessarily care about that aspect of it. So they're asking all these people and they're getting this. Oh, he'll always live in my heart as long as I live. And, and all the wonderful things he did for Cuba. 
as the 1948 Etzels are driving past on the street, you see these 50s vehicles, one after another. And that's all you see on the street. a classic car parade going on? (laughs) Surprisingly, it was not a classic car parade. It was all they have (laughs) on the island. Oh, oh, you remember all they have. We played that clip of uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians a couple weeks ago. Embarrassing, yeah. Which, you know, the Kardashians, who might not be top of the line historians when it comes. What? Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to. I get am I overstating all it? my history lessons from Kim and Chloe. Think of how many wow. people do. <laughs> I know. You can mock it all you want, but think of how many people do. And we played the clip of them, their, their opinion of Cuba, which was essentially like, well, I, I, just, I hope they don't change anything because I just love how they just stayed with the old vibe. The whole retro feel is the retro, so great. <laughs> the retro feel. It's not a retro feel. <laughs> These people don't have air conditioning in their cars because it like wasn't invented at the time the last car came on the island. <laughs> this is not. They're not doing this because they think it's quaint. They're doing this because the only thing that they can do to move from point A to point B. It's, it's it's unbelievable, and yet you still have the people. You still have you know Colin Kaepernick, who oh, uh, is such an idiot. I he's really he's done a really good job of becoming the most hated man in the NFL, and maybe one of the more disliked in in America. Mm. And w- one of the things he said about Castro was that you know, and this is right before he goes to Miami. What a what an idiot! Yeah. But as Jeffy brought up. His girlfriend is a Black Lives Matter person, right? Yeah, she, Nessa, I think the DJ. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's her. What do you want to bet? He gets all his information from her, because I don't remember Colin Kaepernick doing any of this stuff before. Was he? I mean, he, well, he wasn't showing up at press conferences in a Malcolm X T-shirt before. He wasn't doing no. this kneeling thing. I mean, no. This is all. I mean, most of that is this year. He had some stuff. Uh, I remember early on about how like. Don't judge me on my tattoos. It was like one of those guys. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's like, right. All right. Yes. A good yeah, yeah, yeah. stance and everything. Your whole tattoo stance is important, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. But it was like that type of thing where it was, it right. was somewhat implied. It like, wasn't really radical social no. kind of thing. No. Uh, he said the Castro instituted universal health care in Cuba, invested in the education system, supported Nelson Mandela when he was jailed. What a wonderful man. What a wonderful, happy mm. Uh, almost Disneyland type, almost Disney character type. Um, and to say that right before you go to Cuba, uh, uh, Miami, Miami. Or, or Miami, oh. uh, is just unbelievable to me. And it, but it, at least it fired up Kiko Alonso, the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he, and he had a great game against uh, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick had a decent game too. But uh, Kiko Alonso uh, hit him a few times, uh, I think a little extra intensely, and said there was very bad blood between them. I bet. Uh, the Washington Post had an op-ed that listed, I'm wondering if Kaepernick mentioned any of these things, mentioned some of the things from, uh, from Castro's reign. He turned Cuba into a colony of the Soviet Union and nearly caused a nuclear holocaust. Is that- uh, he did not m- mention that, no. <laughs> he sponsored terrorism wherever he could and allied himself with one of, many of the worst dictators on earth. Was that I, something I don't that remember was- that part either. Okay. Mm, no. He was responsible for so many thousands of executions and disappearances in Cuba that a precise number is hard to reckon. Was that? Uh, no, no? Uh, he didn't mention that part. He brooked no dissent and built concentration camps and prisons at an unprecedented rate, which is a 
pretty amazing sentence. Yeah. He built constant, and this is, we've talked to uh, people who have studied this before. This is actually true, especially when it comes to a percentage of population. You can find their atrocities in Cuba at times as, as bad or worse than some of the ones you'd think of when you think of genocides. Uh, it, really horrific. Well, yeah, but he instituted healthcare. You're you're just looking at the negatives. Of right. Well, no, no, I'm just I'm just not the entirety of his life. Right? Did he write up? Did okay. Kaepernick mention that he condoned and encouraged torture and extrajudicial killings? I I don't think so. Okay. No, he, he was focusing on the positive. You talk about how he forced nearly twenty percent of his people into exile. Right. Uh, it's an island. Let's keep that in mind. It's an island of eleven million. Two million of whom live in the United States. <laughs> it's Two million. Pretty amazing. Um, how about how he prompted thousands to meet their deaths at sea? Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Did he met, did so Kaepernick... thousands have died trying to get here off the island mm-hmm. to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claimed all property for himself and his henchmen, strangled food production, and impoverished the vast majority of his people. Was that something they call in? I, I don't mentioned? remember that part. No. 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 That he was living in luxury uh, and cavorting with uh, tons of beautiful women. While his country starved, he, he didn't really mention that part. Uh, he outla- outlawed private enterprise and labor unions. Now, it's you funny because... You going down this road, but Kaepernick was talking about the positives. Right, right yeah, yeah. The I education mean, system, you haven't mentioned that yet. No, I haven't mentioned that, but it was interesting that Ka- Colin Kaepernick is both involved in private enterprise and labor unions and doesn't seem right. to that's, see that's very true. at all. No. That's weird. Um, he uh, persecuted gay people and tried to eradicate religion. Have you seen how good their national baseball team is? Well, no, I mean it is. I think good, in but, part that's Fidel Castro. I, I think in part. But, but did he, he really Kaepernick go into the, the whole eradicating gay people thing? No, no? Not, not really. Okay. No, he did, not extensively anyway. Uh, he censored all means of expression and communication. One of the most interesting parts about this, because you know, you're, you're pissed off that he created a safe space. No, he didn't. It, no. Wow. Sure. No. <laughs> he did. He really did. He created a safe space. A, a nationwide safe space. Right. Where you could not have any. Uh, That's right. It, it's funny because we did a special on communism back in the, in the Fox days. And one of the things was Che. And it, it's mm. amazing to see how Che and Castro are respected by prominent musicians and artists. People Always. who would have been killed in the country they're talking about. That's why I like Bono so much. Because he understands that uh, he's one of the few rock icons who seem to understand brutal dictators aren't fun. No, that's weird. They're not no. to be celebrated. It's not as joyous as you might think. No. Uh, did he mention this? Because we finally are getting to the good things, I think, the healthcare system and the education system, because that's what he okay. talked about All right, specifically. Good. Good. He established a fraudulent school system that provided indoctrination rather than education and created a two-tier healthcare system with inferior medical care for the majority of Cubans and superior care for himself and his oligarchy, <laughs> and then claimed that all of his repressive measures were absolutely necessary to ensure the survival of these two ostensibly free social welfare projects. Was that uh, mentioned? Did he go into that sort of depth? Because he might not have had time yeah, in I the press he, conference. I don't think he uh, had time. Uh, okay. I think he was cut off before that, and they... They asked him about an interception or something. Did he talk about how, because, I mean, this, this word has described his performance the last couple of years, how Cuba turned into a labyrinth of ruins, um, which has essentially been uh, his quarterback rating over the past couple of years. How about, did he ever apologize for any, because uh, I may have noticed, noted this. Fidel Castro did all these things. Most people don't have any qualms about whether he did them. But he never apologized for them. Never even had a moment on his deathbed where he said, wow, I screwed that up. And never stood trial for any of the things he did. I mean, none of those things were mentioned uh, by Mr. 68.7 quarterback rating. 
No. None of that was mentioned. Is it that high? No. no it's got to be better than that. <laughs> I thought it was about 26.3, somewhere in there. Mr. Guy who lost his job twice to Blaine Gabbert did not necessarily uh, address Oh, that's that an insult that, uh, I mean, that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. That hurts. It's amazing, though, because this is the one time you'd think the media, which t- is all about talking about how there's fake news everywhere on the Internet and how people are not telling the truth. They can't even come together to criticize Fidel freaking Castro. Uh, it's amazing. It was amazing to see. I know. And, and there's uh, uh, who was the who else was sort of praising him and talking about how sad he was? Oh, was it Trudeau? From oh, we have to do the Trudeau oh, yes. thing. We have to do the Trudeau thing. Yeah, we'll do that coming up here in a second. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. More of the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine, and they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. $50 off the purchase of your mattress at Casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Back tomorrow, Pat Stu, Jeffy for Glenn, triple eight seven two seven, B E C K. All right, we were talking about uh, what Justin Trudeau, who's the uh, Canadian Prime Minister, what he said about uh, the Castro death. He was quite sympathetic. Yes, he he said it is with deep sorrow that I learned today of the death of Cuba's longest serving president because he had a long. He served for a long, long time. time. Long That's what you need to take from that sentence, is that the length Served. of his service to the service. country was, yes. was, was quite extensive. Fidel serving Ca- others. Serving others. As yes. we've put it before. Fidel Castro was a larger-than-life leader. Who, he was larger than life. Well, I mean, he was. He was yeah. responsible for many deaths. Um, who served his people for almost half a century. Again, that length thing. Length of, mm-hmm. uh, it's like on your resume, you stayed at that job for a long time. Well, you? he had two terms, right? I mean, he was prime minister for a number of years and then president. For right. A <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> a legendary revolutionary and orator. <laughs> now, again, <laughs> you could say all of these things about Adolf Hitler. Absolutely. Except for the the longevity part. I mean, he only no, served but it, for about a dozen years. Yes. But if he served for 50, would people be talking about him like Probably. that? Would they the say he legendary was... Adolf Hitler who served his people for 
a half a century. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. In comparison, you, you're glad that he only was right. only there for twelve years. That's a right. good thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a reg- legendary revolutionary and orator, <laughs> Mr. Castro made significant improvements to the education and healthcare of his island nation. It's Colin Kaepernick running a country. Congratulations, <laughs> Canada. While a controversial figure, there we go. That's the murder uh, reference there. Uh-huh. While a controversial figure, because uh-huh. some people, Pat, in certain circles, find murder to be controversial. Oh wow! Now that's not me. Wow! But I'm just we're acknowledging that some people might find his murder of people just a little controversial. Who are they? Who are they? Thank you to say. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. While a controversial figure, both Mr. Castro. One person's murder is another person's freeing of the spirit. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So while a controversial figure, both Mr. Castro's supporters and detractors recognize his tremendous dedication and love for the Cuban people who he was murdering all the time, who had a deep and lasting affection for El Comandante. He loved them so much, he he couldn't part with them. No. Could not part with them. Could not. Could not allow them to leave him. Now his dad, Justin Trudeau's dad, was Pierre Trudeau, right? Not to be confused with Jack Trudeau, the quarterback from the Indianapolis Colts, or Gary Trudeau, who I believe is the cartoonist of Doonesbury. Okay, it's neither of those Trudeaus. It's the dad, Pierre Trudeau, who also was Mm. Prime Minister of Canada. I know my father was very proud to call him a friend. Wow! And I had the opportunity, opportunity to meet Fidel when my father passed away. It was also a real honour because he spelled it with a U which is, is, you don't need that. You don't need the U. You don't. Okay, Justin, you don't need the U. It was also my my real honor uh, to meet his three sons and his brother, President Raul Castro, during my recent visit to Cuba. Mm. On behalf of all Canadians, Sophie and I offer our deepest condolences to the family, friends, and many, many supporters of Mr. Castro. We join the people of Cuba today in mourning the loss of this remarkable leader. That's ridiculously effusive. That's so inappropriate. Because, like you know, you know, Trump came out and did what Trump does. Everyone, everyone likes about Trump, which is like Fidel Castro's dead! Exclamation point. That was his tweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you know that's how I felt to be honest. Right, me too. Uh, And uh, you know, I don't know if that's the the right president. It might not be the right (laughs) president. Well, he's still president elect. We'll take it. That's right. And then, Mister, you know, (laughs) President Obama had like the. The more typical, as you'd expect, you know, it wasn't... Um, you don't have to say, I'm glad the scumbag died right? You but, know, when you're a world leader. You yes. don't have to celebrate in the street like his people are doing in Miami. But there's a, there's a line you walk, and he did not walk that line. No. And, it. Yes, he did. Now, people noticed uh, Justin Trudeau's statement and, and came up with some Trudeau eulogies. Um, the Trudeau eulogy thing was going around Twitter. Uh, <laughs> some of these are really good. Uh, Ted Bundy was a controversial man, but he will be remembered for his charisma and great love of women. I, I, I guess it could be true. To some. Yeah, yeah. Today, we mourn the loss of Norman Bates, a family man who was truly defined by his devotion to his mother. <laughs> today, uh, today, we uh, mark the passing of a great doctor, chef, and cannibal. His love for music was only outweighed by his love for liver. I <laughs> uh, like this. This is from a guy who might go to the Supreme Court, by the way, Don Willett. He's one of the guys on the 21 list. He tweeted, Freddie loved the company of children and made sure the dreams of every child on Elm Street came true. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, uh, he's got to be the choice that's, just because he's so good on Twitter. That's funny. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Mr. Stalin will be fondly remembered for increasing tourism to the otherwise unwelcoming Siberia. <laughs> but it's true. There weren't a lot of visitors before he got into office. And uh, let's see. Uh, Pol Pot has given so much to the world of agriculture with his bold ideas on fertilizer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so all of them aren't necessarily tasteful. (laughs) No, definitely not. But But, honestly, um, neither is Trudeau's. I mean, can you imagine being a person who fled on a freaking floating car to come to Miami to see finally your people be freed and see this dope in Canada coming up with a statement making this guy look like an international hero? He is not a hero. He's a murderous dictator who crushed a country. I mean, you know, people talk about the, uh, the embargo, and you can agree or disagree with that. He could have traded with any other country. The, the, the economy was his fault, his doing. The, oh, yeah. It, it wasn't ours. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we they blame us for it all the time. Of course they do. But it wasn't our doing. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. More of the Glenn Beck Program coming up. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. I mean, Thanksgiving's past us already. I'm just used to it being somewhere near Halloween. <laughs> That's a month and a half ago or whatever. Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat Stu and Jeffy for uh, Glenn today. He's back tomorrow. Um, we've been talking about the death of Fidel Castro, which it finally happened. I, I think a lot of Cubans thought he was like a cockroach and couldn't be killed uh, because one of the things I saw from the people celebrating in Miami was that we thought this day would never happen. I mean, he has lived so long and he's ruled so long and so brutally. They just didn't think it could ever occur that they'd finally be rid of him. Yeah, I mean, the, the, some of the reporting indicates there are up to 600 attempts on his life. Six. I mean, you never know what to believe on that. Because yeah, some of that could have been his says, own hype. Right, exactly. There are definitely several. Uh, I know Glebeck.com has a story up now uh, where you can uh, look at some of the uh, attempts on his life. There were many. And people were, you know, there was not a lot of sadness. No. Outside of world leaders who were apparently, you know, just tortured by this. And it might be interesting to turn to somebody who knows pretty well, and that would be like a... Uh, a senator, U.S. senator of Cuban descent, uh, Marco Rubio. If we're going to eulogize him and analyze our capture, let's have an honest assessment of what he has meant and what he has done. And I don't want to hear this garbage about, oh, people can read more than they did back in 1959. You know, over 2 million people had to leave their country. There were people executed without trial. There were people in prison for 25 or 30 years. I mean, he did some horrifying things here and around the world, and uh, he needs to be held to account for that. And right now, he'll, he's facing his maker, and he'll have to account for a lot of that. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a lot of love lost there. 
Uh, look, you know, the election has been uh, decided despite what the Democrats uh, seem to think. Uh, but, I mean, can you imagine just to, in, an, in an alternate universe that the last thing that Fidel Castro saw was either Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio of Cuban descent oh, man. as president of the United States? <laughs> that would have Guys who pretty much loathe him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. Uh, Black Lives Matter um, does not loathe him. They're on the other side of this equation. They've come out in support of Fidel following his death. Stunning. They said uh, that they must, quote, come to the defense of El Comandante and thank him for safeguarding Asada Shakur, who's on the FBI's most wanted terrorist list. That's, I'm glad that uh, Fidel had the opportunity to take him in and take him under his wing. That is, that's wonderful. Uh, there, the the artic, article, which was not bylined, was tweeted out by the closest thing there is to an official Black Lives Matter account and posted on the movement's semi-official Facebook page, although no leader is without flaws, Mm. he said. We must push back against the rhetoric of the right and come to the defense of El Comandante. I mean, how how ignorant of his reign do you have to be to do that? It's really astonishing, and it's irresponsible, and it's, it's just frankly stupid. Yeah, you, um, you have this, uh, and Glenn's talked about this many times. There's plenty of people in Black Lives Matter who, you know, might be wrong, but are, you know, the normal well, human beings. Yeah, but they're led <laughs> by by leadership like this. Yeah, but the leadership you know, is... is the leadership is... We've right. gone over their list of demands. It's not a list of demands for uh, black civil rights. It's no, a they're, list they're of demands essentially communists. of a communist country yeah, right. um, where they want, uh, not you know, beyond the fact of reparations and all of these other things, they want massive changes to the law that you could find on Jill Stein's platform. And essentially, they want their own communist nation. They wanted a section put aside for them where they had to live by themselves. Well, I mean, so you're, you're separatists as well. You're... <laughs> Your dissidents, your your communist revolutionaries. I mean, how do you? I, I don't know how people are following them unless they just don't know the platform, and you're not paying attention to what's really happening in the facts of the cases behind the vast majority of these police shootings. Right. Um, there have been some that have been question, super questionable, really questionable. Those people generally are being tried. This is a long-term uh, strategy of the left. I mean, certainly it, it works into uh, you know, things we've seen throughout history. And what the left does, is, in this country in particular, is take a cause that many people, rightly or wrongly, because uh, the statistics don't necessarily bear out these arguments with the police uh, by any means, but rightly or wrongly, it seems, feels emotionally like it's a just cause. Nobody wants someone to get murdered by a police officer because of their, the color of their skin. There's mm-hmm. very little evidence that it's occurring in the year 2016, at least very often, um, or if ever. I mean, you know, most of these cases, even when they are unjust killings, there's never seemingly any evidence that it's because it was racially motivated. But let's just say, uh, for, for, you know, for the sake of argument, that some of them, there are some bad cases. Nobody wants those to happen. Right. Um, but what they do, and the left does all the time, is to take these emotionally seem cases that feel justified and turn them into a reason to support their left-wing policies. They, Even in the cases where all the evidence mm-hmm. has shown that the cops acted in a justified manner. Right. I mean, think about all of the work from workers' rights to Black Lives Matter to Occupy Wall Street uh, to global warming and the environment. 
cases like this where some of them, they have varying levels of truth attached to them. Um, however, the, the bottom line is they don't care. I mean, Al Gore doesn't care if what he's saying is true. He might be completely right, but he doesn't care. He cares about those under uh, uh, the, 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 the policies attached to them. He wants the, the, the distribution of wealth. He wants increased control of, of uh, government federally. And if, 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 we, if that's all we can get is federal, that's fine. But if not, an international uh, uh, governance um, when it comes to these climate issues. They like, they like the, the left-wing policies, the growing of government, the growing of control over your life. And whatever um, uh, case they can have that will attach to that and, and further that cause, they'll use – and it goes back to, you know, Glenn blabbing about Woodrow Wilson and, and the idea of perpetual war going back uh, to those days as well. I know where, you say blabbing with a great deal of love. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not here, so we can say it like that. Uh, but, you know, he, 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 would, he would acknowledge he blabs about this. And the point is, if you can create a cause that feels like you're at war, you can activate people to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You want to do that without the war. And that's what global warming attempts to do. That's what Black Lives Matter is attempting to do. It's not to say that there's no real issue somewhere in, intertwined with these, with right. these topics. Right. It's just the fact that they're being utilized by politicians and by dictators in Cuba. To, and it's to really hard to separate the leadership and the goals and aspirations of the leaders and the motivation of the leaders from the people who are following them. And that's what Glenn's trying to do. And that's, that's why he wrote the articles, because there's a lot of people who just – you know, realize there's some injustice and, and they're obviously upset about that and, and with good reason. Uh, but the leadership is not necessarily motivated in the same way that the people are. Um, but some of the reactions from people who should know better from, from the international community, some of these political leaders um, didn't uh, – was it Politico or Reason? Who, who did the list of the, of the worst – reactions to Castro's death. I think it was reason. And these are people, again, who should know better. They're leaders of nations. And by now, you know, we've got 50 years of this. We've got 60 years. It's been, it was 1959. We're going on, we're going on 60 years of, uh, of evidence to show what kind of person Fidel Castro really was. And he wasn't a good person. Um, let me break every uh, rule of Casey Kasem broadcasting and start at number one because we've already blown that one for you. Justin Trudeau won. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, I hate to screw with the momentum of this piece, but <laughs> it, it, he's number one, and I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, and number two was uh, the UK's uh, Jeremy Corbyn, uh, Labour Party leader. The UK's opposition party leader conceded Castro had flaws, though he wouldn't name them. Uh, insisted in a statement that Castro was a champion of social justice. Oh, good gosh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, good golly. <laughs> uh, as reason writes. That's why we try, to, we try to emphasize how that is just code for socialism. Mm-hmm. Social it justice is. is just socialism. It's, it's, it's moments like this where that's always proved out. It's how they say nice things about communists. Yep. They say the words social justice. If they're saying the same thing about the candidate you voted for and a communist, what does that tell you? It's the nice way to justify gigantic government and control of your life. Yep. And they use it every single time. Um, There's two code, code phrases. One is social justice. Another is democracy. They're also trying to turn democracy into an excuse for socialism. And that's why... We fight against that term all the time and, and try to remind people as often as we can, we're not a democracy. So stop that. 
Go ahead. Yes, there are elements of democracy in the constitutional republic. Yes, yes there that are. does not mean we are a democracy. It is important right. to note that. Uh, as Reason writes about uh, Jeremy Cor- Corbyn, who called Castro a champion of social justice, this must be news to the gays who were herded into labor camps following Castro's revolution. <laughs> Poets and musicians imprisoned for counter-revolutionary expression. The exploited workers who, in the cruelest of ironies, are forbidden from unionizing. Oh. Innumerable Cubans who died trying to escape this socialist paradise and those who remain but are forbidden from accessing the outside world through the Internet. You know, they were talking about how there was, I don't know, something, millions and millions of tweets about Castro's death. None of them came from Cuba because they're not allowed to be on Twitter. They're not allowed to participate in that. Well, I mean, Pat saw the news report. They were all uh, saddened. and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to hear from them directly. That's right. Of course not. We have reporters over there uh, softening the story for us. The Ayatollah had a, a, a statement. Oh, good. Um, always like to hear from the Ayatollah. <laughs> the religious <laughs> tyrant who rules over one of the worst human rights offending countries on earth tweeted his fond memories of shooting the breeze with another dictator who brutalized his own people. I extensively talked with Fidel Castro in person. It is his personality to believe and rely on people. Oh, that's beautiful. I did. I, did, is, I, I mean, that is very nice. Uh, let's see. EU uh, president, um, a statement that reads like it was produced by a bot employed by a crumbling bureaucracy. The president of the European Union's executive body wrote, with the death of Fidel Castro, the world has lost a man who was a hero for many. Oh, wow. Changed the course of his country. He did do that. He, did, he, he, he sure did. did do that. He I will sure give did. I will give him that. He's exactly right. And his influence reached far beyond. True. Uh, Fidel Castro remains one of the revolutionary figures of the 20th century. His legacy will be judged by history. Well, yeah, not if you write statements like that. It won't be. You know, I mean, that, that is the hope. Uh, but when you rewrite it uh, in live time, I mean, it, it doesn't wind up happening. I'm fascinated by all these leaders using revolution as yeah. if it's a good thing. Yeah, you do realize what happens to you in a revolution, right? Yeah, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, Especially in Europe. <laughs> you're dead. There's no coming back from that. Uh, and then uh, Ireland's president... Uh, he, uh, he says, uh, having survived 600 attempts on his life, Fidel Castro, known to his peers in Cuba as El Comandante, uh, became one of the longest serving heads of state. Again, I love this. Length is great. <laughs> no. So good. Like, with so what? He had a long reign of terror. Yeah. You know, th- that is a negative. It's like the people who say, you know what? We have to keep uh, the illegal immigrants here who have been here for a long time because the length of the of the crime they've committed proves that they should be uh, relieved of any of the consequences. Like exactly what the yeah. It's like I never understand that. I mean, isn't it in th- theory better for someone who just came over a month ago? Uh, and he, is breaking the law less than less amount years. of time. Like, <laughs> well, they've been breaking the law for fifty years. You got to let them off the hook now. Well, slavery's been going on for a long time. <laughs> no sense in ending it now. <laughs> it's asinine. Uh, so you get the point. That, that's. Uh, I mean, you know, we could go through too. I mean, the history of it is amazing. I mean, there is, is you know, because it's been a while. He, again, his length of service to the Cuban people was so long. <laughs> oh, it was so long uh, that now a lot of the, the documents of, of his initial era was have been declassified. And you see from from the Soviet side and from the the U.S. side, the the speech that uh, Kennedy was going to give if we bombed the nuclear sites during the Cuban Missile Crisis that has come out now. Yeah. Um, we have that we can go through. Also, the the communications between Cuba, Castro, and Khrushchev, uh, where they discussed, uh, Castro wanted to nuke, a first strike nuke against the United States. 
And it was Khrushchev who really talked him out of it. And it was, uh, was, the, was the under, under control guy. Khrushchev being more level-headed than Fidel Castro? That's <laughs> incredible. That's saying something. 888 back more of the Glenn Beck Program coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. We've been talking about the death of Fidel Castro on Friday. Uh, Greg in Canada. Hi. You're on the Glenn Beck program. Yes. Good morning. Thanks for taking my morning. call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to chime in on this Justin Trudeau. Thirty three years. Uh, I've been in northern northern Canada, Alberta, in the oil industry. Uh, Justin Trudeau, as we've seen it, uh, he speaks uh, not on my behalf in no way, shape, or form. Uh, as well as millions of other Canadians. This person is a failed politician, as I see it, as many other people, as his father was, as he traveled through Alberta, the hub of the oil industry of Canada, 30 years ago or so, on a train, fingering everybody off of the train. That's his father. This is their legacy. This is what this, is what this Trudeau stands for. This person is now in the midst of shutting down our coal industry, uh, our oil industry has come to a stop. They put a carbon tax up from $10 a ton to $30 a ton on big industry. Oh, There's wow. tens of millions of people that are going to be wow. out of work in this country due to this. This person is shutting down. Basically, he got in due to the people that uh, vote in this country not voting, sick of the, the bureaucracy and uh, the ballot system. And uh, we've let these uh, these millennials, the generation that live in their parents' basements, the tree-hugging, uh, lollipop and rainbow people. Uh, uh, oh, there you go. We let these people make the, make the votes. We feel your pain. Out of time, man. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.